Welcome to the First Century Youth Ministry Podcast. My name is Heather. And I'm Mark, and we are your co-hosts. And we're here to take a look back into the Jewish roots of our faith. For the way forward in youth ministry discipleship. This podcast is a part of the Youth Cartels Podcast Network. Hey everyone, this is Mark. Welcome back to the show. We're so glad you're here today. Heather is going to talk to us about the kingdom of heaven part two. And this one's entitled the messianic kingdom is here. Should be a good one. Heather, what do you mean by the messianic kingdom is here? Mark, do you remember when people used to get those things called a newspaper? (laughs) Do you remember what those were? Yes. Yes. Vaguely. Kind of. Things made out of paper that had the news. Actually, my grandpa used to hold a paper up and ignore the entire world every time I visited him for like an hour every morning. Most people did because they had to read the paper. And so I was actually, I had a paper route when I was a kid. And I did. I had a paper route. I used to lug those big, huge, heavy bags of newspapers around and I'm a bicycle sometimes, walking around sometimes at like six o'clock in the morning making like, I didn't even know, I made like 3.50 an hour. It was terrible. (laughs) It was your early strength training, that big bag no, full of Yeah, papers. my only uh, my early training for scoliosis is what it was. <laughs> yes. For real. But, That's awesome. But, you know, having this paper route made me think of like those newsboys from back in the day, right? Where they would be like, extra, extra, read all about it, right? Like what's on the headlines of the yeah. newspaper? I mean, that's what I went to, right? I Whenever I went to the sports page, it's like, oh, what's on the headlines of the sports page? Or what's on the headline of the newspaper? What's going on? What's the big news, right? And this, right. this is what we see with John the Baptist letting everybody know, hey, I'm preparing the way for the Lord. The Messianic King is coming. And that's the exciting conversation yeah. that we're having today. So I want us to look at um, the Gospels here in Luke. It says this, a voice of one calling it. This is um, uh, from the prophet Isaiah being quoted in Luke, it says, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. Every valley shall be filled in, every mountain and hill made low. The crooked road shall become straight, the rough ways made smooth, and all people will see the salvation of God. John said to the crowds coming out to be baptized. So I was reading in my Torah club readings the other day about how Jewish interpretations of Isaiah identify the voice of one calling in the wilderness as the voice of the prophet Elijah announcing the arrival of the Messiah, right? Like that's why Jesus says, hey, you know, John is the Elijah that was to come because the Jews were waiting for this announcement from Elijah of the coming of the Messiah, right? And that's why they have that that seat for him. Is it at the Passover table? Is that right? Like they're yeah, you leave a seat for Elijah, yeah, like, just in case. Yeah, Elijah's cup, I think, is what they have too. So, yeah, but so here's John the Immerser, John the Baptist, John the Baptist, fulfilling the role of Elijah, preaching this message of repentance, like what you talked about last week. When he's yeah. preaching this message of prepare the way for the Lord or the way of the Lord, and so an early Aramaic Aramaic paraphrase of Isaiah offers. The same interpretation, it says, prepare ye the way before the people of the Lord, cast up a highway in the plain before the congregation of our God. Therefore, uh, this commentary says, the voice of one calling in the wilderness came to prepare the people of the Lord, the congregation of our God. And so how is he preparing them? 
Well, by the announcement of this messianic king, the arrival of a king. So kind of where I want to focus on today when it comes to what we see here in the Gospels and Jesus being um, this king, as you talked about last week of this kingdom of heaven, is that in the book of Luke, it talks about every hill being made low, every rough road made smooth. And, and essentially what it is, is this, this divine reversal of things, right? How you kind of talked about last week, yeah. how they thought, oh, you know, warrior, Messiah King, poof, 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 right? Like let's take down Rome. And, and essentially it was this divine reversal of, no, let's love the sick. Let's care for the poor. Let's restore dignity back to people who've lost it. Like, right. Like let's, let's yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, let's do that. And so it made me think of, I love to kind of, help people think in some uh, analogies in this. So I remember when I was in El Salvador a number of years ago on a mission trip. And one of our jobs Mm -hmm. to do was that we were supposed to, there was this big hill, right? And it was over by this church. and, And I couldn't believe it. They were like, hey, here's a shovel. We want you guys to literally... Um, make this hill disappear so that we can have a playing field for our kids. And so I'm like, wait, oh. what? <laughs> so like in the hot. And you couldn't go home because you were in El Salvador. And I'm in El Salvador. So <laughs> yeah, right. And I'm in El Salvador. So it's not like I can go get like a, you know, heavy machinery. It was like me in my back. Right. And I'm out there like a boss just trying to, you know, get rid of this hill. So it took us a number of days, but we finally knocked this hill out so that they can have this nice level playing field, right? And that's this yeah. divine reversal type of work is hard work, right? Like when we talk about every mm-hmm. hill being made low, every rough road made smooth, it's not going to be something where we can just walk in one day and go, poop, it's all better. No, like this divine reversal kingdom work is just like taking that shovel in El Salvador and getting rid of that hill to make things level so that those kids can have a place to play on. But it took sweat and tears and, well, probably not tears, but it took sweat and a lot of hard work. I would have, you I would have cried. cried. You're pretty tough though. <laughs> were you there with students? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. students. So you, so you had to be the one with a good attitude. Well, that's right. I did. And you know, it's funny, the kids often find, you know, they were, Oh, I'm, I'm, you know, helping the other El Salvador kids out with, you know, we're playing soccer. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's awesome. so, so the idea there is that when we think about our youth ministries and this kingdom of heaven, and as we look to partner with King Jesus in this divine reversal of the kingdom of heaven and coming alongside of our teenagers and helping demolish these things in their lives, right. Of depression or of loneliness or of pornography or these other things that are taking them captive and holding them in these places of bondage. Our work is to simply be those people who are willing to step in and do the hard work of that divine reversal where we come alongside of them. We help them dig up the junk in their life that's causing them to turn to these things or to be stuck in these places. And so when we think about the kingdom of heaven, it's all about becoming a person who's willing to take the time to invest in people, to watch those seeds grow. Like what we talked about last week, right? Like yeah. Planting little seeds, watering the seeds, and joining with God in his kingdom work 
of restoring things that were broken and making them beautiful again. Yeah. I love that. And I love that your starting point was John the Baptist. I mean, think about him as a person. We're told he's in line to like work with the priests and basically have it made in the shade, you know? Nice summer home in Jericho where it's cooler. Pop in, do some sacrifices, have people tell you how awesome you are. And then do the whole thing again next festival season. And he chooses to take on kind of the MO of a prophet, right? To take like the Elijah path Mm -hmm. and basically, you know, eat locusts and wear camel hair and make things tough on himself. And then his message isn't easy. It's hopeful, but it's not easy, right? How many times as a youth worker do you just like step back and say like, this is such an uphill battle mm. guiding kids in this culture, oh, right? It totally is. It to- Because it fe- seems like every time yeah. we turn around, there's a new hill, right? There's a new hill yeah. to be made low. There's a new way to make smooth in a teenager's life, you know, with social media or with addiction or with a whole number of things in a teenager's life that is just gets stacked up against them. But just like what we yeah. talked about when it came to placing your whole life inside of a disciple, it's really about consistency. Now that's what in Billy and Colin's mm-hmm. episode that Colin talked about, you know, Billy was consistent. He was there for him time and time and time and time again. And so when it comes to yeah. this kingdom of heaven, divine reversal type of work, it's really about, are we willing to get into the tre- trenches of messiness with our kids of this messy discipleship life to see a beautiful reversal of things in their life. Like how beautiful would it be to see yeah. a kid from a broken home have a beautiful marriage someday, right? How, oh, I know. Right? how yeah. beautiful would it be to have a yeah. kid who, you know, a young man who was raised without a dad to be a stellar dad someday because somebody walked alongside yeah. of him to bring in the kingdom of heaven into his life in that divine reversal. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's why we do it. And, you know, if you think about in, in, in John's day, Herod's literally, it's like he's walking around making hills for everyone and importing uh, a culture that doesn't really care about God, but appears to. And John's trying to smooth things out and bring people back to having a heart for God and a love for one another. Mm -hmm. And that's, man, that's kind of the job of the youth pastor sometimes is just to do the hard work Mm -hmm. and walk another mile and put your hand to the plow again in a culture where everyone around you actually, well, they want, they want the next best hill. Mm -hmm. They want the next best roadblock, you know? Yeah, it's so true. And, you know, when John stepped on the scene, there was so much corruption in the priesthood and so much corruption in Jerusalem because of the different puppet priests that have been set up and because of the Roman control. And so John, you know, and he threatened a lot of people because he, he threatened them and their desire for power. And that's why people got so mad at Jesus because he had such a different way of life and it threatened their desire for political power because the people started listening to his message and wanting to follow after him. And, you know, when you think about the kids in your life and the, the hills that you start demolishing, don't be surprised if some people get angry about it and they get mad. You know, I've, I've had different families who I've tried to help in the past who 
when I tried to help a kid from a broken family and tried to step in, sometimes some of those family members would get angry because I'm stepping on a place that they don't want me to step on because there's years of family brokenness that they don't want unveiled. Yeah. Don't touch that wound or don't, (laughs) don't mess with that. You know? Yeah, for sure. You know, just a little piece of the ancient puzzle too. We don't have to get really nerdy, but it's like you said, the, the priesthood was sold to the highest bidder Uh by Rome for political control. And the temple had been turned into essentially Mm -hmm. a tax funnel, a way for them to export Mm -hmm. wealth and take a cut and Herod would take a cut and the priests would take a cut. And John walked away from it. That's why he's in the wilderness sure. and not at the temple, sure. right? Yeah. That's actually, do you remember how we talked about the Qumran community? Yeah. That's why they're out in the wilderness. They think mm-hmm. the priesthood is a sham. Right. So they went and started their own, sure. right? Yeah. And so look, we're, you don't have to be a revolutionary. You don't have to wear camel hair. <laughs> I mean, you can if you want. I, it's probably not comfortable. Um, but you might rock some teenage or some, some t-shirts when everyone else is dressing up. I don't know. But uh, the reality is the choice to walk away from the dominant values of culture Mm. and teach students the Jesus way, it's hard work. But like you said, what if, what if kids from all sorts of situations can end up being way better off and way better people Mm -hmm. and embodying Jesus and embodying Torah to the world because you intersected with their life? Such important. It work. is, yeah. Can I can I end this with a midrash? Sure. I'd All right, love sweet. That. Is this is from Sifri? It says, "Just as the Holy One, blessed be He, is called merciful, so you should be merciful. Just as He is called gracious, so you should be gracious. Just as He is called righteous, so you should be righteous. Just as He is called devout, so you should be a devout one." That's beautiful. Yeah. Well. Hey, uh, everyone, like we said last episode, we have sweet t-shirts and swag in the uh, shop at the First Century Youth Ministry website. You can pick up a copy of Heather's book there if you want to go farther, faster with kind of figuring out the discipleship piece of your youth ministry in a way that really imitates and honors what Jesus was trying to do with his pack of kids. And uh Yeah, we would love to see you there. And we have all sorts of resources coming out all the time to um, just come alongside you. And like Heather said, make you the best disciple makers in the world. That's our dream. (laughs) All right. All right. Bye, everyone. See ya.